When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. And I'm Greer McVeigh. How are you, Whitney? I'm fabulous. Sweaty. I need a shower. <laughs> okay, that's that's an adjective. I already, you well, don't I hear, already had that you don't workout. hear every day. I already had I'm assuming, is that an adjective? You know, I'm not good at grammar. An adverb, an adjective, whatever. That's a word you don't hear every day, but okay, good for you. And you got it in, so I did. And immediately after getting it in, I had um, a a, um, mastermind group that I facilitate. And then we came here. So what are you in the army? You do more before nine o'clock than most people do in a day? I do. I do. I, I actually, I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah, Helping I'm already. People solve I've, problems. I got a laundry list of chores and tasks and things to do today. So my days start early, but seldom do they start with a workout. And so that's something I need to get get back on top of. But yeah. I'm, but it's, and I'm all and now that now that Donovan's home, it's like, oh, I feel like I've got like two people's worth of chores and tasks to do instead <laughs> of half, instead of half of what I used to do. It's like, I feel like somehow it's doubled up. So, you know, anyway. Well, we're... if you guys are going to coexist as roommates, we should have a, a, an episode about roommates, right? About because... adult roommates about adult or roommates parent yes. child roommates yes uh, we should whatever kind of want to know the you know maybe maybe it's time to move from a parent child to you're just roommates and you'll have to get half the mortgage out. yes yeah because i'm like that's how that works well we got at gotta, least a, a percentage something yeah we gotta have time to get home and find a job but yeah <laughs> I, you know i'm i'm all about it so yeah but the good thing is because mr amazing chef is back in the house you know i've you the, don't have to cook well one i don't have to i don't have to cook as much i think he still you know he still wants his mommy to cook for him so and it's like okay but i'm not i i could but i'm not gonna 
make oh, the fancy stuff that you make. And, you know, well, but he, he is uh, fancy. With his he cooking. is fancy. He made some homemade pesto with homemade pasta. And uh, so he made a pasta, pasta pesto a couple of nights ago. And then he had a little bit of the pasta of the dough left the last night. He made some chicken fettuccine Alfredo. And, you know, but I'm sitting here at literally as we speak, looking at the kitchen island and there's flour everywhere and there's dough. And it's like, did we not clean this up? It's like, what is going on here? So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work through it. We'll work through it. It but, sounds like it needs work for sure. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it definitely does. But oh, but I the will sun say, is shining. Well, the sun is shining. And I was going to say that his having this skill certainly makes him a marketable. favorite. Oh. <laughs> marketable, but a favorite. And then well, like, like what qualify for a job? Is that where you're going? No, well, not no, I was gonna say and likable, right? So yeah, be, bringing bringing that skill to it definitely makes you likable, and it's like oh, somebody who can cook and people like you, and it's interesting yes. and all that, which obviously we're gonna talk about today. But it also can make you a little unlikable if you are persnickety and get out of my kitchen or you're sort of like okay I'm the chef I need you to be my sous chef so can you start chopping up stuff and can you clean up afterwards because I'm and it's like no 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 I'm oh, not the sous chef like that. I'm not the sous <laughs> chef and I'm not the cleaner upper I mean you know we have a, a sort of a, a an agreement that you know whoever does the cooking doesn't have to do the cleaning well but when I cook I use two pots right I mean I have like a, a some organization I swear to god the other day he cooked and there were there had to have been I don't know 13 pots and pan it's like every single pot and or pan that we own had been put to use and bolts and you know how like on the on the cooking shows how they um how they'll like pre-measure their spices. So everything's like in a little thing so they can just toss yes. it in for the, yes. You know. Well, he, you know, he does that kind of thing. And it's like, okay, well this spice is in this bowl. So now there's 16 bowls because there's 16 spices or whatever. And then he's over here grinding his own spices and toasting spices and baking. It, it, it's just, so the pans are then the smells all, it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> I'm not complaining though. It's, he it's, can come it's, over here and do it, some of that. Well, that's what everybody says. They're like, "Well, you don't send him my way," and I'm like, "No, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, you <laughs> can't have it both ways, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll deal with it." But it's like I'm not cleaning every pot. You know, you got to figure out a way to get, to get this down to like you know a three pot dish. Wow. So. That, That's the, you know, and that could be something that he could work on. It's interesting. I have a client who is a uh, self-trained, taught chef. Uh, and interestingly enough, her husband is a professional chef. 
Um, but she is self-taught and she runs a business where she delivers uh, meals. Um, and so I don't, I don't want to out her and in case she doesn't want to be outed. And, and maybe I will talk with her, interestingly enough, on a second, interestingly enough, yeah, and our mastermind, to... this no, uh -huh. our mastermind this morning, we were talking about um, her doing some some reels, right, on Instagram. Oh, uh -huh. And how she could monetize that, particularly as a chef with affiliate links for products and, mm -hmm. and the gadgets that she uses, right? Mm -hmm. And so before I out her, I should, you know, say that, I should get an affiliate link. <laughs> I should get an affiliate link so that I can mention her uh, on the show. And if anyone books her because of that, we would get a percentage. Oh, well, Which then definitely to... let's do that. And I do think, because we had talked about doing a show about opportunities presenting themselves. I was just themselves. about to say that. <laughs> we definitely need to make that a next show or a soon coming up we'll... show. We'll, we will make that a yeah. soon show talking about opportunities and, and, and taking advantage of them Yes, where they are. Right. But today we're talking about likability and being liked. And I just want to say from the outset, different than being a people pleaser, right? This is not about you being likable is not about you being a people pleaser or feeling like people need to like you, right? There's, it, there is a difference. And sometimes what will happen in order to make people like us, we will compromise our principles. We will do things that we don't want to do. We will feel martyred. And instead, this is just about traits that you can display, right? Things that you can do and display that make you more likable. This is hmm. not about you trying to be liked, right? If if you can understand the distinction. And okay. you're, you're looking like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, what's the distinction? I don't get the distinction here. So wait, I bet what you is, our why, audience does. Why do I, why is being, Okay, let me, let's put it this way. In what context does being likable benefit me? So being liked benefits you in business. It benefits you on your job. It benefits you in getting things accomplished because people like doing business with people like they know, like, and trust. Okay. Right? So, and then, so being, wanting to be liked is really more about me and my ego and just not wanting to be lonely yes. or not want, okay. Well, it, it, it's just of, a different purpose. But that different, that, that context of, in the context of being a people pleaser, right? And so I, I don't want people not to like me. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever they want in order for them to like me because you're a people pleaser. Meanwhile, you're still not likable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. okay. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. Okay. So if being likable is not the same thing as being liked. And if you're likable, people will like you. And you if don't you're likable, people will like you. And or whatever. Okay. And this comes from an article 
that is called um, science says these six traits will make you uh, a likable person right so okay and let's, we can't link the likable. article yes pardon let's figure out how to be likable let's go let's let's do it we'll link the article yes we will I'm link excited. the article actually <laughs> i'm going to give the actual title it's six qualities of extremely likable people according to science right and what this is is ultimately it's less about you than about other people mm -hmm. right which is a trait of leaders right it, it's not about the leader it's about the people that the leader leads and in relationships in general it's not about you it's a, it's about the other person and if that is where that goes awry is when it's not reciprocated right so i'm looking out for you you're looking out for me both of our needs are taken care of right okay. rather than I'm looking out for you, you're looking out for you, and I'm left out in the cold. And now I'm feeling some sort of way about it. So, um, right, relationships are supposed to be mutually beneficial for both sides, and, but you're not supposed to be out there trying to make people do that for you. <laughs> so you have to, be a, have to be a better picker in the end. So oh. what can you do to be more likable, what traits can you display that make you a more likable person, again, without you trying to compromise your principles and be about um, people pleasing and okay. out there trying to be like. So the first one, and this probably is no surprise, right, is to be curious. Mm -hmm. Right. To be curious. And and I think back, well, it still applies even in marriage, but I think back to, you know, dating days and the, those people, if you think back to yours or if you're currently dating, right, when you are with someone and all they do is talk about themselves and they are not acting at all curious, wanting to get to know you but they're talking about them, you are probably less likely to want to be interested in them because they're talking about them. Whereas if they were displaying some sense of curiosity, wanting to know you, wanting to get to know you, wanting to understand you, have a great conversations with you, right? That opens uh -huh. you up to wanting to talk more to talk more and also curiosity about the world right so that you're not yes. just talking about me 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 or even you 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 it's like exactly. did you see this thing that happened or did you know or you know or you're talking about them and your your common interests and your uh you know, tell me about the most, your favorite place that you've traveled or, you know, where have you gone or why did you get a degree in that? Or what is your profession? What does that even mean? Or whatever. That is very interesting. It, it, exactly. And it's yes. like, so what can, what, I think that's a good point, right? It's not just about 
the two people. So if it, you know, you yeah. and I didn't know each other, we let's say we were out wine tasting and we happened to be at the bar next to each other and we just started having a conversation. The right? bar at a wine. <laughs> well, it's called the yeah. bar yeah. where you I, are I get it. where they're get serving. It, it just sounds so low. <laughs> The bar. What do you call it then? It's it's a bar. I would call it a counter, but yeah. You know. Okay, the counter. Okay, the <laughs> counter. Sorry, the counter. It's like wine tasting. It's like so she she, and then it's like yeah, I'm gonna belly up to the bar and pour me some wine. I, I know I'm well, tasting. Yes. Anyway, you know, I get if, it. If you choose to yes. go there, well, you know okay. what's what's the counter. Yes, and then we start up this conversation, or I, you know, just small talk, and well, why are you here? Where are you from, or whatever? And the next thing you know, we're you know fast friends, which is where the Greer effect came came into play. That is, that's that is exactly where the Greer, where the Greer effect came because uh, okay. all of a sudden it was like, oh, these people really like me. They don't even know me, but they like me. Like, because I show interest in them and, you know, enthusiasm for whatever. And then I tend to be somewhat familiar with whatever they're talking about. I have, you know, I'm jack of all trades, you know, so then I can talk about it. Let me, I want to just add this. On our last episode, we talked about traveling. And I mentioned Jimmy and Jeffrey, who Donovan and I met when we were in Columbia, Columbus, Missouri. And we were sitting at the bar, <laughs> at an actual bar. And there were these two guys were next to us, Jeffrey and Jimmy, who were traveling from Mississippi and Alabama. And, you know, who were the most sort of unlikely people, right? I mean, these two, you know, older white men, conservative from the South, and, you know, and it was just like, you know, you wouldn't even necessarily expect us to chat. And we ended up, by the end of the conversation, we had all these things in common. But Donovan couldn't have been more disinterested because not only is he not interested in me, right? I'm his mother and it's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, whatever, lady. Just, you know, I could use a beer or whatever after a long day's driving cross country. But he really like didn't have a whole lot of interest in Jimmy and Johnny, Jimmy and Jeffrey. So anyway, I, you know, because I talked to everybody. So I strike up a conversation with them. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're driving cross country. He just graduated from college, which, of course, he's all embarrassed. I'm like, mom, stop telling everybody that. Anyway, I'm proud mom, right? So I'm like, he just graduated from college, blah, blah, blah. We're driving cross country and yada, yada. So then Jeffrey says, oh, well, what did you get your degree in? And Donovan said, actually, I said political science because I'm still in that mode. I said political science. And then Jeffrey says, what does this even mean? Like, what is a degree? He's like, you want to be a senator? It's like, what does that mean? And then Donovan then explains, of course, with my help, he explains what a political science degree is, right? And then it's like political theory and you go back and you're learning about, you know, all the way back to like Plato and Aristotle and, the, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever he just studied. But it's more about political theory and forms of government and how societies are organized and all that. 
But once Jeffrey asked him, once he showed curiosity in Donovan, in mm, Donovan's study, yeah, and yeah. what he had just learned and how he was going to use it and what that meant and what he's going to give to the world, all of a sudden Donovan went from sort of half, you know, with his back turned to this conversation his mother, you know, generated to being like literally like moving me out the way sitting himself, <laughs> positioning himself in the middle of this. And I moved to where he was sitting down at the end of the bar. And then this whole, like, I don't know, two hour conversation unfolded. Oh, cool. And I think Donovan found them to be likable, right? Yes. Because yes. in part, you know, they did a number of things. And I'm sure as we go through this list, you know, other things will come up. But yes, that curiosity, asking somebody, especially somebody who's not really engaged, then engage them. And the best yes. way to start engaging somebody is to ask them about themselves. So absolutely. Definitely. Right. And you want to make sure you're asking open ended questions it, 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 so that you don't end up with a bunch of yes or no answers. Right. Because that doesn't draw the conversation out. Right. If, if you ask questions yes. to people, <laughs> yes. just say no. yes, no. <laughs> Right. It, it doesn't go anywhere. And so you want to show genuine interest in someone else's experiences, their opinions and perspectives, which is what it sounds like these two gentlemen did. And it becomes an opportunity to seek out, you know, opportunities for learning. It's interesting that you tell this story because I actually had a conversation with my husband, um, well, maybe it was less of a conversation as a monologue directed as a toward oh. me. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> as a monologue as directed a toward me, but uh, similar to your experience, which is he he's like you. He'll just strike up a conversation with anybody and mm -hmm. he does it by asking questions. Sometimes they're provocative questions. And okay. it's other times they are, you know, they're just questions. So he strikes up these conversations with random people anywhere, everywhere. And sometimes when we are, he does this and we are locomoting, like we're walking somewhere, we're in the grocery store and shopping. I just keep going, right? He'll stop and Mm. strike up a conversation and I just keep going on about what we're like there whatever. I don't need to be a part of that right <laughs> and so the last time we were in the grocery store that happened it, somebody was standing there and he engaged her in a conversation about something and I just kept going on picking fruit and avocados and whatever else was on the mm -hmm. list and then afterwards he came and he said she was um a, a realtor or something to do with real estate and he says you know it probably really would be good for you to when I have these conversations for you to stop and participate because you never know who these people are that I'm meeting and it's true like, that is true, but we're grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't need to be. I say all right that now. to say. I say all that to say. 
yes, you have to be, I think, open. And this goes to what we said we would have in a future episode, which is you, you need to be open to where the opportunities are. And one of the ways that you're going to do that is by being willing to have conversations with people, getting to know them and learning about them um, by asking questions. So uh, being curious. So let's go to the next one, which is about having positive descriptions of other people, right? Describing other people in the positive. And so this is not about what is it? Uh, flattery is the sincerest, uh, no, it, it, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Okay. So this is not about blowing smoke. This is not about, you know, um, being so effusive with praise or positive comments that that people don't take you seriously, but you you do want to talk about people in a, talk about them in a positive light, right? That Mm -hmm. where your positive perceptions of them are. And so you want to be truthful, right? You want to be honest and acting in integrity, but everybody's got something positive about them. Yes. Right. So find those things, whatever those things are. And make sure that you highlight them when you when you're talking about them. Well, when what I got out of this one was sort of that I'm rubber, your glue. What you say bounces off of you, mm-hmm. me, and sticks to you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people will associate you with the comments that you make about them, right? True. So if True. I say oh my gosh, you were so pretty or I love your dress or whatever. They will like think of me as pretty and having a nice dress or, you know, think of me as the positive feeling that they get through that comment. Whereas if I'm like, "Mm, what's with that? What's with that hairdo you got going on? It's like, (laughs) not that I would do that. But, you know, you do do that with your friends, right? You do do that with people you know. You yeah. know, you feel very familiar and you can say anything. Well, you know, that builds up over time that you're sort of a negative Nelly. And then they think negative things about, you know, God, here comes Greer with her negative talk or with her insults or, you know, she's not all that. She doesn't have, and because they're looking for, they're looking at you for the things, the negative or the positive that you see in them. So that, um, so describing people in positive ways and being positive or uplift, being positive in your praise and effusive and not, you know, crazy. You know, it doesn't have to be fake, but it could be. No, it, it you know, definitely but, but should yeah, not be fake. It's like, if they're a positive thing, then point them out. And don't have to be like, oh, well, here's a positive. So let me give you a negative. Just let's focus on the positive. So, Which is okay. what we do here at Lemon Drops. That's what we do here. 
right? And so, no, that 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 is such a good point. And um, that that point about what you put out sort of is what's projected back at you. Yeah. And so, but you don't want to do it to get that in return. That's not the goal, yeah, right? That, that's not, that's yeah. not an honest way of doing it. It's like, so, um, oh, I'm giving you a compliment because I want you to give me a compliment back or that I want, I, that I want you to see me that way. The, yeah. the point of all of this is that these are traits. These are things that you can do. They are not against your values. And again, you can find something positive to say about everybody. And so say those things. And so they may not see the exact same thing in you, but they will see positive in you. And I think ultimately that is what makes you likable. All right. In addition to the next one is your face. And this is something that in one of the classes that I teach, we talk about um, communication and body language, right? So your nonverbal cues and how important your body language is. 93% of communication is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. 93%, right? So we're talking about what you're doing with your body and in particular, what you're doing with your face. And people come to a place where they can decide whether or not they are going to like and trust you, right? Mm-hmm. In a matter of seconds, in a matter yep. of seconds. Nanoseconds, and yeah. eye, eye contact is hugely important in that. And so people who don't make eye contact with other people are sh- less shifting. trusted. Yeah, exactly. They, <laughs> what are you hiding? So they don't trust you and your willingness to smile, right? Your willingness to smile um, tells people a lot about you. And yep. so it then becomes important for you to take care of your health so that you can have nice, clear, bright eyes and a nice smile, good teeth. I will say one of my, I shouldn't say this, but one of my secret weapons, and I I sort of view it as that, is to smile. It's not so much that I think, oh my God, I have the most amazing smile. But for years, I remember back when we were, I don't know, 20, in our early 20s, and we'd go out clubbing. You remember back in the Jeffries days and back when we went to and all that. And there was a picture of me that somebody had taken, I don't know who, um, where I was like laughing. I was smiling, but it was like, I was like teeth and my eyes were bright and I was like having a good old time on the dance floor. And and our sister, Anita, was like, oh my God, you know, Greer, in this picture, you know, you just look, you look amazing. You it was like I look so inviting, like I'm the life of the party, mm, and then, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, whatever she saw in that. And she told me that. And then I I just made that mental note. 
And I found that when I go out and I would actually sort of practice, not practice, but test this, test this sort of theory. But when I'm laughing and joking and smiling and teeth showing and eyes bright and all of that, more like guys would come over and ask me to dance or buy me a drink or, you know, come and talk to me or whatever. Versus, you know, obviously, you and not to, to contrast that with like sitting in a corner skulking, you, you know, it's like, yeah, nobody's going to ask you to dance. But if I was, um, you know, just sort of, you know, when you're just sort of there and guys come over, you know, why don't you smile? Which is one of my biggest pet peeves. You know, what's wrong with you? Or why don't you smile? And it's like, because I'm just standing here minding my business. Why do I need to smile? Well, there is something in being effervescent and smiling and because it because it does make you seem more open and more uh, uh, it, it receptive. You know, people right. are like, oh, she's open to talking to or whatever. So like, you know, Michael striking up a conversation with people, it probably, I, I, presumably, is are people, you know, they are probably people who seem open, right? Not somebody who's like, you know, walking around, looking down, minding their own business, but somebody who's like walks by and is like, hi, good day or whatever. And then that, you know, is like, yeah, I'm open to you talking to me. So, yeah, so be, uh, make that eye contact, make that good first impression with teeth and eyes. <laughs> teeth and you know, eyes. Teeth and eyes. And but I it, it helps in getting good customer service, I think. Um and yeah. you know, we live a lot of applications. A, yeah. We live in a day and age where, you know, people are really quick to feel like they're being disrespected and you know, you don't get good customer service. And one of the things that I try to do I maybe not always but when I am paying attention right when I am being mm -hmm. self-aware and sort of not wrapped up in my own little world which I can get and mm -hmm. recognize I'm out in the world I should be present as I'm going about doing what I'm doing when I smile make eye contact and smile I notice I definitely get yeah. better service and so one of the things yes. and i know you do this when particularly at restaurants asking a server their name right yep. and and if they don't volunteer it to, to ask them their name and to look them in the eye and it shifts the energy yeah so and that, and and then use their name and right. then use their <laughs> name yes positive like, what's your name my name is whitney okay and then two minutes later, um, excuse me, waitress, could I get a, it's like, why did you ask me my name? Right. If you're right. going to just call me, you know, hey, waitress. So, so yeah. it, it, it makes a difference. And the, I think it's because it creates an energy and a connection that yeah. helps to bring about what it is that, that you want. And so smile, teeth. As Greer said, eyes and teeth, eyes and teeth. And then listen, listen, and really listen. 
right? <laughs> the articles is really uh, within italics. So it's emphasized. You need to really listen. And so uh, up until now, there's no point in being curious if you're not going to listen to what people are saying. And there's no point in making eye contact and getting people to connect with you if ultimately you're you're not going to hear what they have to say. So what are you thinking? Def no, definitely. I agree. And all of these things in, you know, work in conjunction, right? I mean, yes, you could do anyone in isolation, but if you're doing all of them, you know, and building being, you know, being outgoing, being curious, looking at people, looking them in the eye, smiling when you greet them, all these things that, you know, will, yeah. And, and I think more important than people liking you or as important, I won't say more, as important as people liking you is people remembering you. Yes. And it is, it's making an imp making a positive impression on somebody. So when and if you run into them again, they are, um, you know, they remember you and, and they want to do business, which is what we talked about, the context of this on the front end, right? It is making them, you know, want to do business with you or want to engage with you again in the future. So, okay. And, and, the next, and I think ahead. that leads the, definitely in your point that these are all interconnected, right? They, yeah. They're back and forth and none of these are in isolation or in a vacuum. And that, that- But I would argue if you don't have one, if you've got some, but not the others, you're not going to be as effective, right? Yeah, I may you have made be. eye contact and I did this, but I didn't act like I cared about who you were or I didn't- Or this yeah. next one- living in joy, right? People are attracted to people who are enjoying life, right? They're living life to the fullest. And, and anyone who's not- one, is, but we'll get back to that. Go ahead. Did I skip one? Listen. We just talked about listening. Oh, I thought we just talked about- <laughs> You weren't we listening. Just... I thought we talked about making a good impression with your face, but okay. No, so we had moved on and talked about oh, listening. So we talked That's about what listening. happens I when didn't you even don't know listen. we were talking about listening. Okay. That's what happens when you don't listen. <laughs> okay. Yes. So living in joy. Living in joy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, and it's important that, that we do that. What I was saying was, you know, sometimes it can be, I think some people don't always find people who are positive and happy and joy filled um, mm -hmm. to be being around them to be a, downer. Um, a, a positive experience, but that's because that's not where they are. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, people tend to like people like them. Yeah. It is the other thing. And so, or, or, or there's an attraction there. And so, or even the way you want to be, maybe you're not that, but you'd like to be. You need, right. Exactly. And so you're attracted to people who represent your aspirations. 
and and that's the way it should be, yes. right? That that you want to be around people that help you be a better version of yourself. Yes. And so, if you find yourself to be someone who's sort of a downer and and not joy filled, it's not to your advantage to be around other people like that. You want, you should want to be. And I'm not in the habit of telling people what they should do, but you should want to be around people who are filled with joy and that will help you to bring that into your life. And and, and ultimately, that's why I think most of us are um, interested in connecting with other people is so that we can live our best lives and be the best versions of ourselves. Otherwise we could just stay home. Right. And (laughs) not interact with other people. Exactly. Okay. And then the last one is not passing judgment. No, no one likes judgmental people, (laughs) right? Is you spending your time judging other people? Um, whether it's third parties or the person that you're directly interacting with. I don't want to be judged. And I, I, this is one of those areas that I am still working, seriously working through, right. Is not being judgmental and there's a fine line. It's interesting. I was talking with Michael last night um, about a show we were watching and, and it's like, there's a fine line between complaining about something, noticing something, and then being judgmental about it, right? So it, if you're going to notice something and communicate it with the intent of helping an improvement is one thing, just sort of being judgmental about it um, is a whole other yeah. Is a whole and another other. thing that sort of goes along with that is gossip. Yes. And I have found it, it, one, I've tried to stop gossiping. And gossip is one of those things that's very insidious. And once you have a reputation for doing it or being willing to engage with it or whatever, people will always think of you that way. And then when you try to break free of that, so I have people who I know who talk to me about other people and I have really made an, a concerted effort to say, you know what, I don't want to hear that. Because one, if you're, if, if, if you and I are talking about Susie, you know, just pick a, a random person we don't know, a Susie, a Susie, then I can assume that you and Susie talk about me. Oh, definitely. Right. And we're always talking about you. And, you know, and you can assume that Susie and I talk about you. And being very judgmental about you and and everything you do. Exactly. And it's like in that, that sticks in the back of your mind. And it's like, how can I trust you when I know you and Susie or whomever else that we have in common are likely talking about me behind my back? And yeah. I've made a very concerted effort to to stop doing that. And I've, I've, you know, I'd like to quote unquote people watch, right? And my version of people watching, you know, you go somewhere, maybe you're at a park or, you know, whatever, you're having lunch and as people walk by and you're ascribing 
thoughts and behaviors and emotions and oh and there's a couple over there they're probably on their first date oh they look like that that must be a match.com date or whatever because they don't look like they you can overhear them and they they're asking each other questions and you know whatever and it's like stop it <laughs> you know it's just like it's like we call it people watching but it's really judgment hour or whatever right and and it's just not productive and you know, it used to be fun for me, but it as I've gotten older and more mature and, you know, realize, have come to realize that people are out there really just doing the best they can. You True. know, they're trying to find connection. They're trying to exist in the world. They're trying to handle their business. They go to work. They do whatever it is that they do. Let them do that in peace. And that's that's where I'm trying to come from. No, no, absolutely. Right. Everybody doesn't have to be like us. And, and when we're being judgmental, we are projecting our biases and preconceived notions on someone else without any understanding of who they are and what they are about. Right. And so we're, we just have to stop that. It's focusing on other people's flaws and their shortcomings and yep. instead it extends some empathy and some you know some grace on other people and celebrate the fact that we are not all the same we don't do things all the same haven't had the same experiences and which is what makes okay. us so interesting right and that that's is what makes us as a as a diverse tapestry of you know, people coming together in, you know, coexisting, that is really what makes the world go round. And there are so, there is so much more to like about other people than to dislike. We have so much more in common than we have not in common. And the more we can embrace, you know, people where they are as who they are, the better off we will all be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, we want to thank you for being curious <laughs> and listening to this show and being an active listener. And while we can't see you and you can't see us, you can rest assured that we're smiling with bright eyes and we see yours as well. And we have nothing but positive things to say about your 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 great audience, right? Your great audience. Yes. And you are. and we appreciate that you are here with us, that you share a little bit of your time every week listening to us. And um I will offer this. If you've got some suggestions and something that you would suggest that would help us to make this show better, better for you, whether it is the topics that we cover um, or some of the way that we cover it, we would love to hear from you. We we want to hear from you. And this I can promise we will listen to what you have to say. So um, thank you again for being here. Check us out on 
our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash group slash life lemons, lemon drops. You can check us out on our web page as well. Life lemons and lemon drops.com. So until next time, stay likable and take care. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 